Hello and welcome back to the My Journey podcast, the place where I document my freelance journey. This time we're celebrating episode 40 and it is once again a YouTube special. So if you're listening to a podcast and you want to see this in its full glory, make sure to head over to my YouTube page and watch it on there. Just search for The MJ Social on YouTube and I should pop up. As I say, this is the celebration of the 40th episode of the My Journey podcast. There's been 15 guests across 14 interviews, four appearances in the UK podcast charts, 19 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, almost 3,500 downloads, and there is so much more to come. As ever, if you enjoyed this podcast today, please subscribe, leave another five-star review, add to that tally, and share it with a friend. Just quickly before I jump into today's topic, I want to say a massive thank you. Them statistics would not be possible without you guys, the listeners and the viewers. So thank you very much for all your support over the last, well, it's probably about 18 months of the podcast. It's been a great journey and I hope it continues for much, much longer. So for today's episode, as you've probably guessed by the title, I'll be sharing the top lessons I've learned across my two and a half years of freelancing. Now, it's been a journey, as with most freelancers, that has had its ups, its downs, its trials, tribulations, its interesting moments, its boring moments. Had a bit of everything across the time. So I've pulled out three key lessons that I've learned across that two and a half year period that I thought would be worth sharing with you guys. Now, this will probably make it into some form of blog post at some point. Might be at the three-year anniversary. Might be sooner than that. But there's something about the podcast which I think is special. And that's why I wanted to share this with you first. You can be the first to hear this. The first to understand what it means to me to be a freelancer and what I've learned across that period of time. So let's jump into lesson number one, which is know your worth. This is kind of linked to the pricing episode I did quite recently. Um, so if you want to go back and have a listen to that, then by all means, please do so. The, the, I delve a lot more into the way I price things, why I price them the way I do, the kind of journey I've been on with my pricing in that episode. So if you want to know more about pricing and what goes into it, then like I said, head back and listen to that episode. But I think knowing your worth is the thing that makes, the biggest impact um, for freelancers at the beginning on your happiness. Now, people will argue there's a lot more that goes into being happy, being content, um, and things like that. But ultimately, I think one of the biggest things freelancers worry about when they start off on that journey is money. Um, no matter what situation you're starting up in, money is always a big, big worry factor. And knowing your worth is slightly different to pricing. So pricing is all about how much your service is valued at. But knowing your worth, to me, is a slightly different thing. And a lot of people within the freelance community and the business world will talk about doing work for free. And I have done work for free in the past, I may do work for free in the future. But it's not as simple as, yes, you should do work for free. It depends on the scenario. 
And a lot of people will ask you to do work for free to prove your worth or in order to get work further down the line or because they can't afford your prices or they're just starting out themselves. And I think in each different scenario, there's a, there's a reason for saying yes or no. Um, the work I've done for free is around passion projects and I've kind of written it off as a hobby rather than as work. Um, and I think that is probably the best way to look at working for free. It's where do you get something out of it? Now, it might be a huge client that actually you can offer to work for free. Get a get them on your testimonials page. Get them on your portfolio. And that could be worth more than what they could actually pay you. So there's other ways of looking at what your worth is. It might not be monetary um, value. It might not be cash changing hands it could be something like that like the exposure now a lot of people say do this work for me and i'll give you this exposure they're not the kind of people i'm talking about within this they're the people you should be avoiding in my opinion the people who are telling you they can give you exposure you should avoid the people you want to be looking at the people you think you can get exposure from that kind of thing um and another another kind of thing that sits under knowing your worth is white labeling your services now I'm very much of the fact that my pricing is my pricing. If somebody wants me to white label, and if you're not sure what white labeling is, that's where you do the service, and you, you don't you don't own that service. It's kind of under the under the brand of the person you're providing it for. And it happens a lot within marketing. So, like an agency might approach me and say, "Can you do some social media marketing for us for one of our clients?" Now, it will come under their brand, not under my brand, which is fine. But I don't discount my prices for that. And some people will expect you to do that. I've had people ask me in the past, look, what's your pricing? My pricing is X. Okay, what's your prices for white labeling for me? For It's still the same price. It, you're still doing the same service and you're not even getting the exposure in terms of like, this is one of my clients, you're having to white label. So definitely when it comes to white labeling, know your worth. When it comes to doing work free for people, know your worth. And I think... One good tip, which I didn't mention within the pricing thing, is trying to find out budget. It's a really tough conversation to have, but find out what their budget is because then you might know how much you're worth to them. Because if they're having a marketing budget of X amount and social media is only a small part of that, I know that they're not valuing it very highly, but if they've got a big marketing budget and social media is a, a reasonable part of that, then I know that they value social media. So therefore, I know that my worth within that scenario and the other thing is how much are you worth to them as well because knowing your worth is a two-way thing i might think my services are let's say let's pick a figure out there a thousand pound for doing a campaign for somebody let's say that person is a coffee shop how many cups of coffee extra do they have to sell to make sure that i was a viable investment that's that's how they're going to look at it so that's how you've got to think about it but then you go to somebody who maybe a big company who sells machinery, they only need to make one sale and they've paid for you 10 times over. So it's within them two situations, your worth is completely different. You're worth X number of coffees or X number of machinery and that is part of knowing your worth. It's knowing your value to yourself and how much you think your time is worth, but also how much your value is to other people. So that's kind of tip number one. And as I say, I talk a lot more about pricing and that kind of thing. Back in a previous episode, I'm trying to wait back. 
would be about 38, maybe? I don't know. 38, I think. Check that out. Um, so, tip number two, the lesson I've learned throughout my freelance journey is finding a community. Um, freelancing especially, um, whether you're starting a business from scratch or freelancing, it can be a very lonely place. And whether that community is online or offline, some great communities out there that you don't even have to pay to be part of. Um, I mentioned it before, I think, on last on a, a YouTube video I've done. Um, so if you listen on YouTube, go back and check that one out. It's um, how to boost your social media performance. Um, and I talked about a community called Content Club UK, which is just a group of copywriters each Tuesday morning at 11 o'clock on Twitter. Somebody will ask, a specified person will ask three questions across half an hour, and everybody just dives in with their own thoughts on what the answer to that question is. Maybe it could be, how do you approach negotiations with a client and everyone will throw their ideas in there um, it could be how do you do an audit a content audit for a client and everyone throws their ideas in there it's just great to be part of something like that every week where you can see the struggles of the people having I mean, you see who's doing it well learn from each other share top tips and it's really good and i'm also part of a well it's kind of online at the moment because of the world we're living in but it's an offline community in the fact that i'm part of a co-working space and that again is a community of freelancers small businesses, even some of the people that are employees of bigger businesses. And it's just really good to be part of that because back when we were, I was using the space more, like last year, there was we'd go out for drinks on a Friday. Sometimes it was just going for drinks on a Friday as you would with colleagues. But at times we'd discuss a problem or an issue that someone was having and we'd try and solve that. And you can kind of bounce off ideas off each other. And you get another viewpoint. It's always easier to give advice than it is to take it. Um, but with that in mind, if you're asking other people, it's much easier for them to give you advice based on their experiences so you can learn from them. So being part of a community is definitely beneficial and I think much more beneficial than networking events. Again, another topic we've discussed on this podcast, the debate around networking events. People know my views if you've listened to that. But I think this, like being part of a community, is a much better way, an active member of a community is a much better way of networking than going to a structured networking event. And I get a lot of my work through that kind of community rather than through structured networking events. And also the thing to remember here is that I, I there's two freelancers at the um, co-working space that I use that do very similar kind of things to me. And actually I could see them as competition and not speak to them and kind of try and come like take them on in the business world but we don't we kind of work collaboratively we've started events together we refer work to each other so you can get a lot of referrals to it but you th- freelancers are not all not your competition they are your friends if you are starting out as a freelancer other freelancers are your friends and especially when you start getting further down the line you'll start to realize you maybe specialize at one thing and someone else specializes at another um and you can kind of bounce off each other and like i say share contacts um and just kind of help each other out really in and it, it is that's why being part of a community is is so beneficial and like i say if you find that online or offline it can really take you to the next level both emotionally and from a business point of view so definitely if you're standing out as a freelancer 100 percent recommend checking out finding a community of some form whether that's on reddit twitter a co-working space whatever that might be find it use it be part of it be active and you'll, it, it'll pay dividends in the future. And number three, my final top tip for today's episode is enjoy the freedom. 
it's one of the best things about freelancing in my opinion is the fact that you have that freedom um you have the freedom to say yes to opportunities when you're working for somebody else you may not be able to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way you might be kind of bound in by some kind of structure within the organization that says this person does these opportunities this person does this kind of thing um you may not have the opportunity to explore ideas and that kind of thing whereas when you're freelancing you control everything and that means you can explore that opportunity if you want to you can go do that talk if you want to you can appear on that podcast you can do whatever it is you want to do um and the biggest way to enjoy the freedom is to say yes to opportunities when people come along and ask you do you want to do something do you want to appear on my podcast? Do you want to start this thing together, this new event? Say yes. You never know where it might lead. Um, and as we've said before on the podcast, the best way for learning things, me and Tom have discussed this on numerous occasions, but by doing stuff, like we've got our other YouTube channel and that was because one of us approached the other one and said, how do you fancy doing this? And the other one said yes. And we've learned so much by doing that. And they're the opportunities you get within freelancing I think like every month I get somebody approach me about doing something that I hadn't thought of and wasn't on my radar and by saying yes it opens up so many other doors so remember as well that other people have 20 plus days holiday you can use them however you want whenever you want you don't have to get them signed off by anyone obviously you've got client commitments to meet but just think about that that you work late so compensate yourself for that if you want to Um, you work weekends compensate yourself for that if you want to Sometimes it's best just to carry on working. Sometimes working the evenings, working the weekends, you you get further quicker, but you can if you want. Like this week, I, I took um, the Friday afternoon off. I thought, I've got the work done. I'm taking the Friday afternoon off. I did a little bit of work on Friday evening because a few emails came in, but you, you take that time for yourself. Whereas if you're working, you can't just... Well, not everywhere you can just go, I'm taking this afternoon off and you're already at work. It, it, you know... That freedom is the best thing about freelancing. You can work, depending on what you do, wherever, whenever, however, for whoever. And that's just something to embrace. And I, I remember last summer, so not summer, just gone, but it was a bank holiday. And I decided to work on the bank holiday, which was a bit of an odd thing. But then the day after the bank holiday, on the Tuesday, I went and did all the stuff everyone else was doing on a bank holiday. Well, it was absolutely crammed and everywhere was empty. So you've got that freedom to switch things around and get do things when works best for you um and you get the opportunities that and take on the opportunities that you might not get if you worked in a structured workplace so that's the final top tip but my final lesson learned from two and a half years of freelancing obviously there is so so much more lots of little things hmrc um insurance all that kind of stuff but they're different for each business. They're the things you have to learn, the things you need to know. These are these kind of things here are the, are the things I'm trying to get across, the things that you might not have thought of, you might not appreciate. And actually, I'd say you will learn about HMRC, you will learn about insurance, you will get it sorted, and there are people around you who can help you, but these three things are down to you. Knowing your worth, finding a community, and enjoying the freedom that freelancing brings. They're the three biggest lessons I could give to anybody who's thinking about starting out in freelancing. The final thing, there's a bonus little lesson, if, if that is to start. Whether that you're not starting on your freelance journey and you want to start, 
start. If you want to make the most opportunities, start. If you want to find a community, start. Start understanding your worth. All these different things. Just start doing things. It's the best way things happen. As like I said, me and Tom, you learn by doing, and to do you need to start. If anyone has got any questions about freelancing, maybe you're starting out yourself. You know someone who's starting out. You're a couple of months into the journey. You're struggling, or you're thinking about doing it in the future. If you've got any questions about freelancing, please don't hesitate to reach out and get in touch. I'm at the MJ Social on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Matt Johnson. It's something I'm quite passionate about freelancing. So if you do have any questions, please do feel free to reach out. I'll be more than happy to answer them. It's been amazing to get to episode 40 and kind of share this insight with you at this stage of my journey. I just want to say again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting it. Thank you for supporting me on my freelance journey. Hopefully we'll make it to episode 50 and we'll do something for that as well. But for now, thanks for listening.